Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the Storytelling Lab, where we break down how to get to the heart of your story and the hearts of your audience to leave the greatest impact possible. And now here's your host, a filmmaker and competitive storyteller, Rain Bennett. What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Storytelling Lab, where we help you break down the art and science of storytelling. My name is Rain Bennett. I am your host, and my job is to help you deepen your connections, increase your sales, and serve your audiences better. Every Monday morning, I send out a storytelling tip to my email subscribers, and I talk about how I have used it in my own storytelling for my clients and for myself, and I leave you with tangible advice on how you can apply it to your strategies. If this sounds like something that would interest you, go ahead and sign up for the newsletter at rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. Again, that's rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. This podcast is a Six Second Stories production. Six Second Stories is a video marketing agency that helps you tell heartfelt stories to maximize your impact in minimal time. Find out more about what we do at SixSecondStories.com. Hello, Storyteller. Welcome back to the Storytelling Lab. This is episode 83 and another solo episode with me, your host, Rain Bennett. Okay, so this season in the Storytelling Lab and the solo episodes, we've been talking about how to tell your story, specifically tips and tricks and and, and things that I've learned along the way of telling my own story, where I fell on my face, uh, the things that I've learned the hard way, and how that might apply to your own personal storytelling journey. So we've talked a lot about the first time I stepped on stage to tell my story and, and what was going through my head and the things that I was fearful of. We talked last week or two weeks ago rather about that story that scares you, that story that oof, you've been itching to tell and it's been weighing you down and maybe even causing you stress and anxiety and you've been wanting to release it and get rid of it. And we talked about why that's so important to do 
and how to navigate that so that you're not dominated in your whole life and your whole purpose and your whole business is not dominated by that that darkness, that tough story to tell because that's not your whole story. It's just a part of your story. All right, so this week we're going to flip things around a little bit. Back in episode 81, we talked about telling that story that scares you and why that story is so important and why sharing it is so important and how to share it appropriately so that it doesn't dominate your narrative moving forward. But we talked about how important your story is because it's important for other people. But this time we're going to take a different approach at things. Let me tell you something that may go against everything your mom ever told you. You are not special. I said it. I'm sorry that you got to hear it from me, but you're not. You are not special. No more than any of us are. Hey, you can say the flip side of that. We're all special, right? But that's the point. If we're all special, nothing really makes us stand out. So none of us are really special. But here's why I say that. So often, I hear people, people talk to me, or I hear them talking to other people, say something along the lines of, I really want to tell my story, you know, I've been dying to get it out. People tell me all the time that, I, that I'm a good storyteller and that I should, should share my story. I really want to write a book. I, I just want, I really want to get on stage. I really just want to tell my story. Listen, just because your story is important to you, or maybe a couple people in your life told, told you it's a great story or you're great at doing it, doesn't mean it's going to resonate with other people. Here's why. This is what I'm saying. People only care about themselves and their journeys. So your story, no matter how profound you think it is, if, it's, if it doesn't directly show how it can help your audience, they will not tune in. Again, what did we say? They only care about themselves. And when you're approaching it from, oh, I want to tell my story. I want to write my story in a book, in a memoir. You're only thinking about yourself. Let me tell you something. If you are telling a story of, okay, I'll take myself for example. If I just wrote a story about, and I mentioned this two episodes ago when I talked about telling the story of uh, uh, writing the book about my dad passing away. And I wrote that for myself. I've never released it. I wrote it four years ago and I may release it, but I don't know that I will. But this is the equivalent. What I'm talking about today is the equivalent of me saying, I want to tell that story because I know that people will resonate with it. Other people that have lost their dads and, and they'll love it. You're not special. My story's not special. Plenty of people in the world have had an alcoholic father. Plenty of people in the world have had a tumultuous relationship with one of their parents that they then forgave and then they died, right? So unless your story is so crazy, like, you know, I, I am a pregnant refugee from a war-torn country that 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 left on my own and then fled to uh, uh, you know a developed nation and then started my career and became a top CEO of this you know fortune 500 company like that's a story that almost anybody can read but if your story is just like oh my father you know had cancer or he was an alcoholic and then we got over it and then we lived happily ever after there's not going to be an audience for that so don't take my word for it Let's look 
to Jane Friedman, who is the amazing author of The Business of Being a Writer. This is a book that I thoroughly enjoyed, and it breaks down the whole process so clearly. It's not all heady and theory-based. It's literally like, this is what you need to do, then this, then this, then this, and this is what you can expect. And she talks at great length about those people who think they have this great story and they should write a book about their life. So a couple of things she says. A lot of times, those memoirs, those life stories, have stories that have already been told countless times. I brought up the what about my father, you know, having cancer or being an alcoholic. You talking about your parents getting divorced and how that affected you or your 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 promise to your mother on her deathbed. Like these are all things that have been done before and they're not as profound to other people as you think they are. Of course they're profound and they're serious and they're heartfelt and they're meaningful to you. But if they're not super specific and don't apply to that person reading or watching your story, if they don't apply to their lives, they will be missed. They will they will not latch on to it. They will feel like they've heard this story before and they will tune out, folks. Trust me. Another problem, you're trying to put too much into your story. You're trying to tell your whole life story where now you're rambling and meandering around and we don't we don't know how to follow you. You're not following a logical story structure and a narrative. You're just telling telling, you know, a ton of events from your life and we have no idea how to stick with it or connect with it. There's not a simple story structure. There's not characters that we can follow. It's just this, that, and the third. I struggled with that when I was doing my movie Raise Up and I had a writer for Men's Health and Vanity Fair named Michael Joseph Gross who really helped me understand this because he was like, Rain, your movie is, is too inside baseball. Nobody can follow it. There's way too many characters. Nobody can relate to anything. It's, 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 it's you understand it, but no one else will. And that happens a lot when you're trying to tell your life story. You got to keep it simple to the core, to the heart of the story and the essential elements that are needed for that story. Three, sometimes people just try to make it a, a, a timeline of their history. Well, you should know by now that data and statistics and dates and events aren't what we latch on to as humans. We latch on to stories, to narrative, to that structure that takes us along the journey of a story arc. So if you just try to... I was born in 1982, and then this happened, and then that happened, and in 1998, my parents split up, and then in 2000... You know, you're just giving us a historical timeline, and trust me, you're going to lose people. Nobody, only super history nerds, Okay, kind of like myself would read something like that. But if you're trying to help people, giving them a list of chronological dates is not the way to do it. And lastly, Jane says that sometimes we conflate journaling with writing a memoir or telling our story. Your journal's for you. That's your private journal to yourself, the conversations you're having with yourself and in your own head and your own heart. And that's not meant to be shared. It might be meant to influence some of the work that you do and some of the storytelling that you do. But this is a personal conversation with yourself. It's not the same and it doesn't translate. And when you write like that or tell a story like that where it's totally me-centric, people will tune it out. You have to think about your audience and empathize with them and write a story that is targeting them. Even though it's your story, you can tell your story, but it has to be with the aim of how you're going to impact your audience and how it's going to help them. Otherwise, they're not going to be interested. I was talking with a client recently about 
storytelling in social media and how, yes, we're talking about ourselves. Yes, it's our own pages, but you have to put the takeaway clearly in there for your audience. And here's how you do it. You have a very specific story, and that's what's going to take your audience on the journey that they go on. But your specific story, your small story, has a wide universal theme that it taps into. And that is what your audience relates to. That's what they empathize with. That's what they latch onto because it reminds them of their specific story, okay? So do not neglect that big universal theme that's going to pull people in because, yes, the the, the events of your story will, will have them paying attention if you lay it out in the right way and you use the essential elements. But at the end of the day, they're not going to be transformed. They're not, I mean, they're not going to be moved to take action by your story unless they can clearly see how it applies to their life. You have to write your personal story almost through their eyes, through the eyes of your audience. Picture yourself being in the audience, like what's going to stand out to me? You have to remove yourself from your ego. You are not special. Your audience is. Everything you do has to be focused on how you're going to help them. You are not special. Your story is not special, except in the fact that if you tell it the right way and deliver it the right way, it can make change for other people. But if you're just telling it to get it off your chest, it's not going to have the impact that you want to. So if you're one of those people out there that says, I just want to share my story, and you think that you're just going to write it or put it in a play, and then it's just going to take care of itself, It won't. And that's a harsh truth, but I'm here to help you through that because so many people I've heard say this. So many people have said this to me. Here is my advice. Stop what you're doing. I was about to say stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin and and then I was going to really tangent off on on a rap. (laughs) Here is my advice to you. Stop what you're doing and think, you know, look into the future And think about what you're trying to create. What change you're trying to create in your audience. What action do you want them to take? What is your goal? Do you want to just get this story out of your head and out of your heart and onto a page? I've done that before. That's fine. If that's your goal, that's fine. But don't think that it's going to sell. And that might be okay if that's not your goal. But if your goal is truly to inspire other people with your story, you have to think about what do you want them to do? What do you want them to feel? How do you want them to act? What steps do you want them to take? Where are they going to listen to this story? How is it going to help them the most? In what manner do you need to deliver it to them most effectively? You have to think all about them. You can't just, you know, Field of Dreams, if you ever remember this movie from, I think it was the late 80s, early 90s with Kevin Costner, James Earl Jones. And if you haven't seen it, you might know this line, if you build it, they will come. Kevin Costner was in his cornfield and he heard a voice say, if you build it, they will come. And it was directing him and telling him to build a baseball field out of, out of his, uh, out of his, on his farmland. And then people came, right? That's all you need to know about the story. Excellent baseball movie. You should check it out. But let me tell you, in reality, if you build it, if you tell the story, the people won't come just because you built it, just because you told the story. You're going to have to bring it to them. Here is my story. And in order to do that, you have to have an 
action plan, a marketing plan. And in order to do that, you have to clearly know who your audience is, where they exist, and the manner and the vehicle that you're going to take to meet them there and deliver this story. It is business. Like Jane Friedman says, it is a business of being a writer. Or in this case, it is a business of being a storyteller. You cannot just wish it into existence or put it out there and then hope that people are going to find it. You have to go take it to them, and they're not going to care unless you care about them. And that's not going to be clear unless you write it for them. So that is the lesson of today's show. You're special, but you are not special. You cannot think about yourself when you're telling your stories. You have to think of your audience and who you're trying to impact and who you're trying to serve. If you put them at the forefront of what you're doing, that ego will subside. Your focus will be on them and your work will be so much better. Not only that, it will be impactful and therefore it will be effective. It will work in the way that you want it to. But you just can't go tell your story and make change in the world. You have to look at the world through the eyes of your audience. Now go out there, reshape your story, and tell it in the right way. My name is Rain Bennett. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. If you're already a subscriber and you're enjoying the show, give us a review and let us know the value that you've gotten from it. We love to hear from our listeners and learn about the benefits that they're getting from the show. That's what fuels us and that's what fuels the show. And if you've already subscribed and you've already reviewed it and you think there's someone else that would benefit from listening to this show, please, please share it with them. The more we grow, the more we can help you grow and that's what we're here to do. Join us next time on the Storytelling Lab. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 